episode 18,200 of the Too Thick Pod, your home for all things sports, cards, and levity. I am Jeremy, joined as always by my son, not the greatest, but he tries hard, Manny being Manny 6.9. How are you doing, dads? And today we have a special prominent guest in the in the building. I would say probably if you think of the hobby, you need to be thinking about this guest, and it's Sue's Yang's, Yans, Yanks chick. Did I say that right? No, I'm sure the Red Sox fan purposely got that wrong. <laughs> I may I may have. I, I actually I haven't shown you, but I had to put my my Boston hat on for this this episode. I just didn't want to show you until we went live. I'm okay with that. I okay. no... <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just sit back and let you two argue and no, I'll come <laughs> and have a good time. I thought about putting the jersey on, but I thought it would be too much. I didn't want to get I didn't want to get roasted. Uh, right away. So right. I have uh, right here my Derek Jeter autographed baseball right here behind me. <laughs> no <Yeah>. big deal. <laughs> yeah, like think what else I have. Probably have some Derek Jeter cards. So yeah. I would always have to side with Sue's Manny. And I know. It has nothing to do. Well, hold on. Hear me out. It has nothing to do with like the Red Sox Yankees rivalry. It's she does uh, PC some pretty awesome Anthony Rizzo stuff, and he's got a you know a place in my heart for 2016 when we fly that W. You know, I think the last time anybody won a championship on this uh, screen, so. No. 18, baby. I don't, doesn't matter to me. <laughs> We're still drunk and partying. <laughs> Sus, do you, uh, speaking of Rizzo, do you got, do you collect any of his Bowman um, cards with his Red Sox uniform? No, I actually don't. I don't, I only collect his Yankee stuff. I don't even collect like his, I mean, I did collect uh, some of his Padres rookie cards. Um, because 2011 is such a good year for those parallels. I love those diamond anniversary parallels. So I do have a couple of those, but otherwise, no, I do not collect Okay. red socks or even, I have some really nice Cubs stuff that I pulled. Um, but I don't seek those out either. Okay. Awesome. So you've, you've been in the hobby for a, a long, long time. You've worked at some pretty awesome spots. You've got a reputation that is pristine. What's going on in the life of Suze right now? You're with CSG. You're writing. Every time I'm on Twitter, you post something. You're talking about things that interest me in the hobby. So I love to, like, lurk. And sometimes I participate. But I like to see the kind of the feedback and what's going on. What's going on in the world of one Suze Yanks chick? Yeah, I mean, work is crazy. It's super busy right now. We just announced that CSG and CGC cards, tra- CGC trading cards, are merging into CGC cards. So that is like all the sports cards, all the Pokemon, all the non-sports will just be graded under CGC cards now. So CSG cards as a name, you know, won't be around anymore. Um, But we still support it. Like if you have CSG cards, like it's still supported by guarantees. It's still going to be in the pop report, um, still in the registry. So it's not as though like it just magically disappears or anything like that. Um. Life is by coaching my son's little league team, which somehow I thought that was a good idea. Um, but a bunch of six and seven year olds running around. Um, so it's as exciting. And, you know, I know you with Jeremy, you have kids. So I'm sure you know how it is to try to manage a bunch of six and seven year olds. And it's it can be difficult at times. <laughs> my four year old the other day, like, just walked off the field in the middle of like in just in the middle and she's like i'm thirsty and i'm like can you just hold off she's like no i'm thirsty dad 
No, like, that, that sounds like my son. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and I didn't know what to do because they're 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 four, right? And I can tell like the coach is frustrated because some of the kids have no want or desire to be there. There's a playground adjacent to the ball field. And so like half the kids are like rolling around in the dirt, throwing it around and just want to be over with their friends on the monkey bars. And I was like, okay, I can't like, all right, let's get a drink. Let's get you back out there, mama. And, yeah, but like when the kids are like drawing in the dirt instead of like paying attention, like that happens a lot too. Do, do you guys bribe yours? Because I have a four-year-old as well and she's like pre-t-ball. This means I'm out in the field with her. And uh, she starts making sandcastles, and I'm like, I'll give you a dollar every time you get the ball. And once I say that, she pushes everyone out the way and, like, jumps on it. I'm like, that's my girl. <laughs> she comes up with the ball like this. Dad, I got it. And just chucks it at the first baseman. It's the best. Yeah. Luckily, I'm not there. I don't have to go there. Like, the kids actually are, like, super into it, the kids who are playing. So, like, they want to learn, and they're excited to be there. Um, you know, we're still at the level where we don't keep – it's coach pitch. Like, we don't keep score. Um you know, and at the end of the game, the kids are always like, did we win? And I'm like, did you have fun? And they're like, yes. I'm like, then you won. That's the whole, that's the whole goal of this right now. So, um, but they're like, we're winning 75 to 80. I'm like, yup, that's right. You got it. You kept score. So good. You're actually down 14 to three, but you know, as long as you think that in your head, have some fun. I love it. Like, it's like one of those things that you see, you used to see on America's funniest videos. Like Manny, you're probably too young to remember that, but before YouTube, We'd sit on the TV and watch Bob Saget show us videos. Friday nights, yeah, yeah. we had to come on to show us like dad getting hit and you know in his private parts, and it was hilarious, so funny. <laughs> but somebody hits the ball, and you just see fourteen kids. You got the right fielder coming over to third base. You've got the shortstop. You got kids who aren't even playing running. All ten of them, and mind you, so there's extra kids on the field. Get the ball, and then they sit there, and then they they look at each other. And then one of them like throws a ground ball to somewhere where it's not supposed to go <laughs> yeah. and everybody erupts and they're like, great job guys. Yeah. Great job. Way, way to get there. Good hustle. Yours place positions, Jeremy at four. Yeah. Our ours line up all like a straight line. It's hilarious at the pitching mound and they're just like waiting. And then they all just like go towards the ball. It's, it's the best thing. I will. I never want to be that parent. Like I'm proud of my kids and like, I'll brag on them when they do something like that's cool. Lala is so aggressive relative to all the boys on our team where they've gotten to the point where they'll, they'll put her at first base. And when she goes to first base, it's because like, she'll run after everything. Mm -hmm. Like she'll be, and then she'll like, she'll bowl people over. And like, it's a fine line. Like you want them to be aggressive, but you know, like you're a four-year-old boy and just getting mauled by this girl. And the other day I was like in the middle of the game and he's just, his dad said something. Cause some of these parents get like stupid with it. The dad's like, you need to go get it. And he just, with like this and like threw his glove in frustration. He's like, Lala got it again. And I was like, <laughs> so the coach is like, Lala, you're on first. You stand there. They throw you the ball. You don't go anywhere. Hey, it is what it is. Hey, you're te teaching her. Well, you're teaching her. Well, she make, hey. make her catcher. So, uh, exactly. so you mentioned the merger and I was very fortunate enough to get a, a sweet package the other day in the mail with the new CGC slab. Um, I do say they feel great in hand. They're, they're crystal clear. And I, I really do like the way that they look. And I'm only saying this cause Sue's um, Venmoed me a hundred dollars before the interview. So um, no, but in all seriousness, this is awesome. Can you talk about, there's an updated grading scale, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
for for sports cards collectors, not much is changing. Like it's pretty much going to stay the same. It's a it's based on a gem mint ten scale, which you know really is kind of an industry standard at this point. Um, the one thing on the card sports card side that changes is that a perfect ten will no longer be the top grade. It will be a pristine ten. Um, and then on the trading card side, which is TCG, the TCG and non-sports, it does change because Gem Mint 9.5 was 9.5 was what they assigned to the Gem Mint grade. So now instead of Gem Mint being a 9.5, Gem Mint is is just con- is considered a 10. So it doesn't necessarily change the actual grade of the card because they're all still Gem Mints. Um, it just changes the number assigned to it. So now on the trading card side, it's a gem mint 10 with a pristine 10 as also like a higher grade, like of like, you know, this is a best of a best kind of card. Um, and, and it adds a 9.5 mint plus. So okay. um, it's very similar to what was on the sports card side. Do you, would, would you be able to like, so I have like, for example, this one, would I be able to send it in to get like re-slabbed into the new slab? Yes. So okay. we'll reholder start on July 11th ish. And I say ish just because like, that's the day we're working towards, but if something happens, like, you know, but um, you can resend in your card for reholder. It's $5 for reholders. And that's like a special fee until September 30th that if people want to reholder their cards and like those people who have uh, like TCG in a gem mint nine and a half can send it in to get it reslabbed in a gem mint 10. That's good to know. Hey, Jeremy, I might be buying some, going to the card shows picking up all the gem mint nine fives in the tc i'm in the t i'm starting to get into the tcg stuff so i might go grab all those from the dealers but you know it's funny because we we have been dabbling in tcg just learning about it from like a a value proposition you can rip a lot look at cool cards i still don't know what the hell any of them mean or like what makes them valuable i'm like looking at like, okay, SR, GR, is this good? And I'm trying to, like, it takes me forever to find comps on eBay, but sending them in, going for those BGS black labels. But relative to sports cards, it's it's a lot more fun, a lot more action. And then the ROI thus far in my experience, I don't know about Manny, it's been, it's been fun. And I noticed the other day um, you were getting Pokemon cards in the mail. Me? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have my packages just sitting right next to me. I haven't even opened it yet. Um, but yeah, my son has been into Pokemon. He, you know, he, again, he's sick. So like um, last year, I want to say, yeah, he was still five at the time. So like last year, a little over a year ago, right around Evolving Skies when that came out for Pokemon. Um, you know, he does like baseball cards. He loves baseball. But it's like, you know, he, and he liked Pokemon up to that point. He just never like dabbled in the cards. So I was like, you know, let me buy him a booster box of Evolving Skies and we'll see how it goes. And he absolutely loved it. Like he fell in love with Pokemon cards and Pokemon. Um, so we, I needed a crash course. Same thing. Like I didn't know anything about these cards per se. So I watched a lot of YouTube videos on breaks um, and got like a pretty good crash course on Pokemon cards. And and it's not that I didn't know Pokemon. Like 1998 when Pokemon became big in America, like I love that. I played the Game Boy game of Pokemon. Like, I'm old, so like I was a little, you know, I was a little bit older when I was playing the game. But it's like I played the Game Boy game. I watched the Pokemon show, like the cartoon. You know, my brother, my younger brother used to watch it too. So it's like I knew the characters, like I, I like and everything. So it was just I never played the game, so I never had a reason to collect the cards. 
turns out the cards are very collectible, like in just from a collectability standpoint. Um, so we now have a very nice collection of Pokemon cards. Who's your PC? I saw on uh, Twitter that you like you're Darren saying you're going getting some. So what's your what's your PC of Pokemon? So I'm like much like baseball. I tend to be a player collector. So like I am a character collector. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, but I like Ponita. It's a you know unicorn with fire. Yeah. Mm. I like that. I, I like Snorlax because you know. I'm yeah. Jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous of how much sleep that Snorlax gets. Yep, me too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's gotta be fun though, because it's like my girls have totally gotten into Pokemon, and I just bought my first Pokemon cards in um at VCon in Indy. Um, it's yeah. probably been a month or so, and uh, for whatever reason, I just can't bring myself to get into them. I don't know what it is about them that I, it's just, meh. Meh, but you know, I do have fun watching the girls rip it. And so, like, anything that comes out that's foiled, I'm like, oh my God, is that the thing? And they're like, no, dad, that's not it. And my older kids who who played Pokemon are like, no, you're an idiot. I'm like, oh, what about this one? Is this one get that penny sleeve and top of it? Like, no, that's that's nothing. No, it's, it's fun. I mean, there, yeah, there's some that are like, okay, this is a dollar card, but then there's still chances to pull like 20, 30, 50, 100 dollar cards, you know? um but like you said before like your roi you get back and look i don't sell cards so like for me it's never even about that but you you still want to feel like when you're ripping something like you're getting the value back whether that's in the enjoyment of it or that's just you know if it is the monetary value for a card but you want to feel like you're getting back what you what you bought it for and i tend to feel that more lately with like pokemon and non-sports than unfortunately that i have with sports so just yeah I, I like to call it peaks and valleys of collecting. And right now I'm like sort of in a valley of like sports collecting, like where I focus more on singles and buying wax. That's kind of like where I'm at right now in a valley of sports cards. I was telling Jeremy, I'm like, I, just, I feel like I'm, I don't know. I like a PC, no Mar Garcia par. So I pick him up. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, so that's, it's funny. Cause my wife is actually a Derek Jeter fan and that's kind of like how we, we go back and forth as Nomar versus Derek Jeter. So I want to start PC and I was telling people uh, it's like Nomar and uh, Derek Jeter, there's like autos of both of them or just pictures of both of them on the cards and just start yeah. stashing those just because it means more to me. Yeah. I have a couple of those. There's, uh, there's one that's like, I think it's that one where it's like counterparts. I think they called it mm -hmm. or top scroll. I think it was. And they had like, it's weird. It's like there's a refractor on one side and the refractor on the other side and both are refractors. And it's like a very strange, like, Lots of weird parallels with that one. There is. It reminds me of like, man, did you ever see those? Um, there were like a tops finest, and it was a horizontal card, and the card would either be base, it would be base refractor or refractor base, Maybe that's or, the one I'm thinking or of, refractor yeah. refractor both. And so, like, I had one, and it was like a Kobe and Shaq, and I'm like, oh, and I saw like, you know, my eyes go left to right, so the first part was refractor. Yep. Sent it off. I saw that it popped as a ten, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> counting that money counting that money well what i i guess i didn't know is the the, the left hand side the shack of the kobe part with the refactor part the other side was a base and that did not carry the same premium as the other cards so yeah i think that's what was what i was thinking of like i remember it was just like a chromey card so i was like mm -hmm. chrome, probably finest so national is less than you know i think it's approximately four weeks away 
What is the game plan? What is CGC going to be doing? What are you going to be doing? What are the big plans for this uh, for this event? Yeah, I'm excited for the national. Um, you know, where CGC cards is going to just like make a big splash. We're doing on-site grading, and you know, we haven't announced pricing yet, but I do think collectors are going to be very happy with the announced pricing for it. Um, and like, it, I feel like while well, we haven't like released the plans yet the booth is going to be a spot i think a lot of people are going to stop and spend a lot of time because we're going to have like a lot of different fun things for um people to do that just doesn't involve grading necessarily um but it's just gonna be like a super fun spot for people to come hang out learn stuff because we will actually have a stage at our booth as well like we have a 50 by 50. so we will have a stage where we're going to do breaks um have like meet the grader teach stuff teach people about grading um you know giveaways a bunch of panels just like a real bunch of stuff to make it you know um you're there for five days right how many times can you walk the floor instead like come hang out at the booth learn a little bit something potentially win something because like i said we do giveaways and have fun and that's what the booth is about it's a place where i want people to leave the national and be like i had a really good time at that booth like we really did have a lot of fun there I think it's exciting, um, you know, talking about the booth because in my industry and in infrastructure, every year there's a show, it's called the wet show, or it's often referred to as the pumper show. And it's in Indianapolis and you go and these, everything's carpeted, it's padded, they're serving drinks. They go all out on these, <laughs> on these things. And so like the first time I went to national, like I, I was expecting something different and I'm like, this is just a glorified VFW. Yeah, you're like, I'm walking on this concrete floor. My yes. feet are feeling me. <laughs> and, and I think if anybody's paying attention, last year, you know, like Zero Cool, the Roadshow folks, some other people made a big splash by having like a booth that was welcoming where people would hang out. It was memorable. People were talking about it months afterwards. So I'm excited like for the, the hobby that it's like evolving and, you know, getting better because it makes it a more enjoyable spot to hang out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been going to the national for over 10 years. Like, my first national was 2010, I want to say. And from what it was then to what it is now is, like, night and day. Um, I joke about it because 2010 was, like, the first time Tops had to return to the national for years because they hadn't even gone for a long time. And their booth was, like, like Lucy from Peanuts, where she just had, like, you know, like, you know, your therapist in is whatever like that's literally what their booth was like it was just like this like one thing was like two people sitting behind the booth with on stools um which then you go to like last year you know they have car you know custom cards and you know whatever they have all these stuff and it's just funny to see what it's where it was to what it is now and it every year you know it it, it kicks it up a, a notch mm -hmm. well have you always gone as an employee uh, of like a, a hobby company yes okay so you haven't experienced like i mean you probably have time to walk around but you just haven't been able just to oh no no like when i the first the first couple of times i went i like i say as employee because like the first couple of times was actually i went with beckett um and at the time i was only freelancing for beckett um and so i was like freelancing like for the articles for their for their magazine so like i went but like i didn't I didn't have like the work I needed to do where I was stuck behind a booth or anything like mm. that. So I went and walked the floor. That was the first two times. Um, then I went with Beckett as an employee and same, and same thing. I get a chance to walk around. So yeah, I believe me, I've spent way more time on walking around the national than I'd like to admit. I think there was one year I had like well over a hundred thousand steps 
and uh, it was a lot. And then I didn't, and that, that was that didn't even count. Like someday I didn't even move from my seat. So <laughs> I remember my so my first national was last year, and uh, I was overwhelmed. So I I, I do want to tell because there's a lot of our listeners that are newer to the hobby. Like, do not when you go into the national because they they've reached out. You're going to feel overwhelmed. It's okay because they see deals going done. They see people coming to your guys' booth, going to tops, doing like the one-on-one box, the white box, the black box, the yeah. one-on-one. And they're like, what am I missing? Well, I got to do everything. Uh, so that's kind of how I was. So don't get down on yourself because it's going to happen. Yeah. Like have a game plan, like, you know what you collect and know what you want to look for. Um, so you have a, so you have a game plan, but, but, keep in mind when you go to the corporate area, you're going to see a million things happening. So like if you're there for a few days, make it one day where you're just in the corporate area walking around. And then the other days you're walking over like through the tables. Cause like, you're never going to see all the tables either in one day. Like that's really difficult. Usually I just have like, I have, I have like scouts where people come back to like, I saw Jeter cards on this table. And I'm like, all right, write it down. I'll be there soon. You know? So like at this point I just have like scouts roaming the building for me. That's, that's funny you said that because I went last year with no expectation to buy anything. No, like we bought beforehand because everybody was like dumping everything, trying to get liquid. And then we went out one night and like just walking through, where were we at the Borgata? Like I might have I threw like a hundred in a machine, hit a couple grand, which never happens. And so like the, the vibes, as the kids were saying, were immaculate. So like the next day, like, I, I don't know what the hell Manny was doing. I, he was I, like, he's talking to people and he's trying to introduce me to people. And then just out of nowhere, he's like, Hey, there's a Patrick Williams gold right here. Come on, come on. Like, you know, when your kid wants something and they're like tugging at you at the store, they got to go show you. And I'm like, whatever, dude. And finally went over and I'm like, Oh man, bought it, bought it. And Courtney's waiting in line at zero cool. And I'm like, I went from like no expectation to buy that. I've got an Ogio backpack full of like Patrick Williams and like a bunch <laughs> of golds and all that money we won. I left it in Atlantic city. As you should have. That's, that's the point. That's the goal there. Correct. I couldn't find like so I was so overwhelmed that the only thing I was good at was finding Patrick Williams because I didn't have to buy it. So I'm like talking to people. There's one point where Jeremy has like a social anxiety sometimes with people, and I just realized it at the national. So I'm trying to introduce him to people and he's like sprinting by me, like hopefully I don't catch like I don't make eye contact. But then I'll call him and be like, here's a Patrick Williams. And then I'll come to two tables and I think I found like four or five gold Patrick Williams for you, didn't I? Yeah. No, and it's true because like everybody, I'm loud and like when I'm in a comfortable environment, I'm just like loud as can be. And Manny couldn't believe that like sometimes it's like overwhelming, and I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. And it's, it's not that I'm like, the national is a lot. Like it's not like for introverts and people who like you know, it's it's not like it's not the best place to go. And that's not in a mean way. Like like I'm very outgoing. I talk to people, but like I definitely have like very introvert like. I don't know what the word characteristics because like last year, and this is not last year, this is every year at the national where like Saturday it comes along. They're like, Oh, we're all going now. Come on, come meet us. And I'm like, no, I'm going to my room. And they're like, come hang. I'm like, Nope, I'm going to go to my room. I'm going to order room service and literally do not talk to me um, until you see me tomorrow. Cause I will not answer my phone or talk to anybody because I need a break from all of you right now. Um, and that's not in a mean way. It's just like, I need to, recharge my my bat my social battery because by by like friday and saturday i am completely drained so i, I can't do the like when i talk to somebody it's very sincere and authentic and i can't do like the pretend fake chit chat and so like i feel like when i my tank hits e 
I don't want to be in a situation where I come across because Courtney's like, you always have like the male version of resting bitch face. And I, I feel that way, but I'm just like, I don't have it in me, man. I've got everybody's trying to hug me. I don't know who you are. I don't remember your real name relative to your Instagram handle. No, We're having a conversation. I'm quickly trying to put it together. Like, oh yeah, that's right. You're what's he's up from Twitter. No, I'm so-and-so from Instagram. And then Courtney knows everybody, doesn't miss it, dapping it up, hugs everywhere. And I'm just like, please get me out of here. Please get me out of here. You'd be in your hotel if it wasn't for Courtney, too. Because Courtney's the reason why you're out and about. She's like, let's do this. Let's do that. And you're like, all right, well, let's go. That was me at the mid, too. Like, the mid, one of the nights, everybody's like, we're going to have a party. And the party starts at, like, midnight. I'm like, you know, that's, like, 3 in the morning for me. And then and then I was just like, I'm going to go to my room. And that's why I went to my room. I ordered room service. And I was asleep by, like, 9 o'clock. It was, it was one of the best nights I've had in a long time. So did you, you have, since you have a six-year-old, like the first, so we spent 15 out of like 30 some odd days in Vegas, like for a personal trip and then mint like back to back. There was nights, mornings where we woke up at like three o'clock, three thirty local time. And it was easier to find cocaine hookers and alcohol than a cup of coffee at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I can't get a cup of coffee, but I can get all the shots of Jack and, you know, anything else that I want. I got other stuff to wake you up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that party, that I, I don't know if it's the same one, but we went to that cigar night party and uh, it was rough. That was a Saturday. That Sunday was pretty, I was up till six in the morning and, and that's like nine o'clock our time. It was the worst on yeah. Sunday. And I think everyone felt the same way because Sunday at Mint, it kind of cleared out really fast. Some dealers didn't even show up. <laughs> yeah. Those, my days of like that are long, long. Yeah, I usually have like one of them in me, and that was that night. I think Court and I made it to like two o'clock, and then we dipped out. Because Kaylee was punching you. Yes, <laughs> she was. She was punching my you. wife. My wife was punching Jeremy when she, she, she was drinking some tequila, and her when she laughs, she's the type that like swings when she laughs, and she was laughing with Jeremy hitting him in his arm. <laughs> no, she wasn't. She, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't call it laughing. And she was punching me, telling me I was stupid. <laughs> and I couldn't tell. Like, you know, when people have been drinking, I'm old enough to know, like, okay, it's like, <laughs> what did I say? Like, I always kiss your ass. And so I was I was pretty sure she was joking, but I didn't want to risk it. And, you know, people are drinking. And I'm like, uh, and I'm like, Manny, your wife keeps hitting me, telling me I'm stupid. And he's like, ah, and like I'm like, okay. So a, as a mature so old man, lot. I removed myself from the situation. Good job. She loves you. Thank she loves you, Jeremy. She felt bad for like a month because you. And she, she should. She will never live that down. It's Kaylee, baby. Has to always remember that it's not cool to punch people. My personal <laughs> space. Because you know, if there, if there was a man hitting a woman, that would be all over the news. <laughs> I I have feelings too. You know what I mean? Oh, that's perfect. So CGC. Tops, Beckett, Golden. Give me some like some awesome experiences from each company. I don't care about the bad stuff. Like if bad things happen, I'm sorry that happened. But this is levity. This is this is good times. Like what yeah. are some cool experiences that made you who you are now? I can say that from every one of those companies that I've been to, including like Beckett, Tops, Golden, um, I've made friends that I still talk to, like daily, like that I still text with and, and talk to all the time. Um, and to me, that is more important than like 
you know, the job experience and the work is like actually meeting people and making friends and making those connections that end up being like, you know, I don't know what I want to say, lifelong friends, but like, like, like I said, I still, there's people I still talk to daily, weekly, like we, we still check in with each other, make sure like everything is good with our like families and everything like that. And that to me is like so important. I love that because like I told Jeremy, like we started this podcast and I, it's a joke, but it, it serious. It's like my hobby therapy. And I actually have like a big brother, Jeremy, that I've met through cards that I could talk to. And I, I, I call him nonstop and I'm like, let's just, let's just record our conversations and put it out there. Some people might like it. So um, it's turned out that people like it. So Manny, actually, I, I give Manny a lot of shit, but he said something that was like very profound and like stuck with me. He was like, because like to your point about relationships, there's, if you don't collect cards, we're probably not friends. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, and Manny's like, well, we're old now. Where else are we going to go make friends? And I was thinking about to make that. friends when you get older. It's true. Like we go in the, we go to a neighborhood block party and everybody's like, you know, whatever old white people talk about. And we're like, yeah, so we went and picked up this card and we had a grading order just pop. And like some people are either intrigued or they're like, please get the hell away from us. You nerds. We were literally at a, like a, like a, a limited apartment complex. And like the apartment had like a barbecue this weekend on Sunday. And like, you know, my husband and my son went and there were a lot, everybody was a lot older than us, but like, same thing. We we're just standing there and I'm like, does anybody want to talk about cards? No. I'm like, cause I have nothing else to talk to you about at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best is when, like, when I go to work and they, they're like, what do you guys, what do you do for fun? Um, I, I collect sports cards and they're like, what? And I have to like break it down to them. Yeah. Like I, and then once, once you get them hooked, cause a lot of people that I talk to love sports, they just don't understand like the actual card market. So once I'm like, find a player, here's some cards of your favorite player. They, I could kind of get them to start buying some cards out of that aspect. I just want someone to talk to. So I try to get my friends in there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so have you always, have you had to ever relocate? for work or have you always just lived where you live and been able to work? No, I live in New York. I've always lived in New York, you know, with Beckett, I was remote. Tops is based in New York. So I just traveled into the city, which is New York city for you none. This is Manhattan actually. When New Yorkers say they went to the city, it means Manhattan, not necessarily New York city. Um, uh, Golden and CDC, I work remote. So I've been here. <laughs> with the new, so Tops, uh, signing with Fanatics. I'm curious on your take. Um, they have uh, that big league, right, with the influencers. How do you feel about that? Because I think that's like a way, and you collect baseball cards, like, yeah, we have your tops normal set, but that one was like strictly, it seemed like for our kids, because you get to follow on Instagram. Do you like that aspect of what tops is doing now that they sign with Fanatics? As somebody who's had their own tops card, I love it. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> Like, um, I think it's fine. Here's the thing about the, and not specifically those cards, but it's about all cards. There are so many cards that come out that so many cards you can pull and so many different things and everything. If you don't like it, that's okay. Because somebody else does like it. And you're never going to collect everything. You're never going to like everything. So even if it's something where you're like, man, this was stupid. There's somebody out there who's like, this is a great idea. And I say good for those people and let them enjoy it. And if you don't like it, 
go buy something else because there's so many products that you can enjoy something else. Like it doesn't, not everything is made for you. Um, and it sounds mean sometimes when you say that, but like collectors have to realize that not every product is made for you specifically. Like some products are, but not everybody collects the same way. So companies have to find different ways to appeal to every different type of collector. So you're going to have big league baseball and you're going to have transcendent and literally everything in between. Yep. I think that's a good point because like we talk about this all the time. It, it maybe it's just because me, I'm not, when I see something that I don't like or I don't care for, I don't go out of my way to comment. I'm just like, okay, I keep it moving. Cause I understand that there's different Same things. No. I also look back at like where, what I was collecting and things I was doing two, three years ago. And that thing that I might frown upon or think is kind of corny or it's not right there. I'm like, Ooh, that was me. And maybe that was necessary in my progression as a hobbyist to go through that. And it's, it's just, it always baffles me. Like if, if it's not impacting me in a negative way or bothering my family, then it, it's okay. There's somebody out there that probably does like it. Yeah. I, I feel like that's exactly the way I feel about it. I don't like, I'm not going to judge how you collect, even if you're spending like, unless, unless it's hurting you, like, unless like you said, unless it's harming you and other people, I don't care how you collect. Like I, if you, ha are you having fun? That's all I want to know. Like, and I say this, and I've said this, for, like, since I worked at Tops, my goal is just to have people love cards as much as I do. And that doesn't mean they have to collect the way I do. It just means I just want you to love it. I want you to feel that passion. I want you to get excited about it when, like, you get a mail day. I want you to feel excited for your friends when they get a mail day. Like, like Manny, good for you for collecting no more. I'm happy for you, even if it's something I would never touch. But, like, you know, if you get a great man, if you get a great no more card, you know, I'm going to be excited for you for that because, like, that's your thing and that's what you're into. And it means I don't have to ever look at that card. So I think that's great. Oh, you screwed up. Every no more, I'm sending a DM to you. Look what I got. <laughs> look at my mail day. <laughs> I will I will literally combat that with a, a Jeter card. Like, oh, if you do it, I have, like, probably about 3,000 unique Jeter cards. If you oh, do it, I will literally send you a different Jeter card every single day. Oh, no. Please don't. So, so yeah, I will way. Manny tries something. One of, all of a sudden, it's like, hey, this is game used, Nomar jersey. And then she's like, oh, here's a Jeter gift basket. Just yeah. always one up. I, ain't get, I don't have one of those. <laughs> to be clear, I wasn't, maybe you bought it off of Golden or something like that. I, I've been trying to land me one of those, man. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I do appreciate the big league though, because it, I mean, some of the, like most of those guys, the creators that actually were put in the set, we spoke to them and we're friends with them and you could see the excitement they have because they had a card created of them. And like, like, for example, look at that. So like Aaron, I bought some card from him. He knows I'm a, a IPC some soccer too. bought a card from him and he signs a card and sends it to me. And I was like, all right, I got to keep this because it's. Oh, I would send here. that right back. Return to sender. <laughs> Those are like the people on Twitter that get mad when you buy something on eBay and they throw in the free yeah, card. The extra. Yeah, you got to hit them like that. Yeah. I mean, who, who wouldn't want their own card? You know, yeah. it's like, I, like again, I joke about, but like, yeah, I had I had my own card in Allen and Ginther. You know, at the time when I was working at Tops, Tops puts employees in the product. They take, they pick 10 random employees and put them in the product. And I was lucky enough to get put in 2017. Um, who who wouldn't love that like everybody would love that you know and it's like and it's funny because i've seen people when when tops would solicit like oh who should we put alan into this year i've seen a lot of people who'd say oh start putting like card influencers but it's, and then they get mad when the big leaf stuff happens because it was like oh i you i meant me 
<laughs> not like these other people. Like you should have put me in there. That's, like, that's, what, that's what I meant. My card influencer. So, so, so yeah. What is an influencer? Like I have no your- idea. I, like I'll be honest, I've never considered myself one. I'm just somebody who likes cards and writes about it on Twitter because that's that's like the only place that people listen to me about it. So. Can I buy one of your cards and bring it to the National to get it signed? I'm looking on eBay right now. Uh, there are none on eBay. I'm not going to find any. Dang they're, it. They're super limited, um, but I'll see. I keep forgetting. So Tops had given me, like, because they're, like, the minis, and Tops had given me a bunch of them, and I signed the first year I had them, and I signed them, and then I have forgotten to bring them with me every single year after that. So I will try to remember. To All right. Yeah, I think it's a BGS and get the black label. I saw like uh, Stephanie and Tim showing off their PSA 10s. Why would, I, why would I grade it with BGS? I, I was going to say, why would she grade it with BGS? Jeremy? Me. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to get one. Everyone. This is the, this is what we'll do. We'll get a PSA 10. We'll get the pristine and the new crystal clear slab Just for the record because I, I'm completely self-absorbed. Um, my last card that did end up on eBay sold for about two hundred and fifty dollars. So they're not cheap. Oh, she's gonna charge you so, for that comment. You're five hundred bucks from her. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna call up uh, TriStar and ask them if they could set up a booth for me at the autograph uh, <laughs> pavilion. They'll start charging for my card. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like the 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 influencer term gets thrown around. It's like the equivalent of Grail. I've never seen so many people land grails so easily and then turn around and sell them five minutes later. Like I always thought like a grail is something that you work to work for, work towards for like a long period of time. And it's like the other, remember for a minute, coffin card was a thing that was like cards that you're going to be buried with. Like that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I never heard that term either, but I also ignore people. So. <laughs> Jeremy's throwing out random phrases. Yeah, like, I, made up, I made up the term coffin card. So I'm hoping it was going to catch on. But <laughs> Now, I am that sort of person that would try something like that, but I did not. <laughs> I actually, I, heard, I first heard that listening to Stacking Slabs with Brett McGrath. So maybe he created it. Yeah. That was like a thing they would do was like cards that you want to be buried with. And I was like, okay. I'm like, no, I'm going to cash out the first moment I get. Yeah, yeah like, I, no, I'm gonna leave it to my son. He can sell him if he wants. At that point, I'm like, you don't, I don't need to be buried with my cards. All your Derek Jeters, huh? He's gonna sell them all, just he like that. He wants. Well, at least, at least, I, I do have to say, your Derek Jeter collection is probably way, worth, uh, probably a hundred times more than the Nomars that I have. I mean, if he wants to, I mean, I, it might end up being sold when he needs to go to college. We'll see. There you go. I think it, I think not even the value, but just being able to say I have over three thousand unique. I'm working on it. I'm probably I'm up I'm up to twenty seven eighty something long, yeah. and I have a whole box that I still need to go through. So let's do this. What is your what is your favorite, and then which one, if it, which one has the coolest story behind it? Huh, that's a good question. Because like favorite always, I feel like changes depending on like the day so, and like well, like the moment. Um, but something that's a cool story is, um, in 2014, I started working at tops and, um, the first job I had there was like, you know, as a sports editor. And part of that job is to pick the images that goes on a card. So 2014 tops update, like the all-star cards, um, that Derek Jeter card of the all-star subset, I got to pick the image for that card. That was the first like Jeter card that I got to pick an image for. So my husband one year bought me the 2014 Tops Update clear 
parallel, which is only numbered to 10. Um, so that to me was cool because like, obviously I love that card. It's special to me because of that reason. And like, he got me this really awesome parallel. So that's no wonder the Red Sox images in that year were pretty rough. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it was up to me, they wouldn't have been in this. Set, but... <laughs> <laughs> Just leave the Red Sox out completely. Oh yeah, man, yeah. I forgot those cards. Whoops. <laughs> Where's the David Ortiz? I don't know. Big Poppy, like big no thank you. How many games? So that's, do you so that's the thing. Like I don't dislike the players. Like Big Poppy, I've been like when I worked at Tops, I was at Big Poppy's house. Like so, like yeah, he was wow. uh, like, he was a top spokesperson, and so for like one of the marketing activations, we did like a like a media tour with him. So like I drove to his house in Massachusetts. Um, sat in his in his basement and i say his basement which was bigger than my apartment by the way uh and like sat in his basement while he was like this on a on a zoom like on a camera like calling into different stations and like different outlets and doing like this whole like media tour for top so it was kind of cool that's awesome i probably would pass, very, very nice i'd pass out you guys would probably have to be like manny wake up slapping me around <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see that that's my brain goes like right to the cards. I didn't even think to ask like what are some awesome like celebrity or athlete encounters that you've had that are like or or fun stories even if you can't name the the player. Um like my first signing that I did like to that I witnessed for Tops was Don Mattingly and obviously as a huge Yankees fan like that was awesome. He was super nice. Um sadly like I spent like hours one night with Robin Ventura your Dono Ventura, um, obviously before he passed mm -hmm. away, and like he was signing all these high high tech. Like there was like, honestly, it was like thousands of cards. And my husband came with me because it was actually like at somebody's house in the Bronx that he was like spending time with family. And we went there and we did a signing, and like we were there for like three four hours. Super nice, like really chill. Um, and then like you know he passed away, and it was like really sad because like obviously obviously he passed away but the fact that like we were like man there was not and it was and he remembered us too which was nice because then like the next year we went to spring training like doing pictures for tops and like i was doing like marketing social media at the time so I was doing all the social media content and like he said hello to me and my husband because he remembered us for this from the signing so it was like that was really cool um one of my favorites when they got the walking dead license i was like if you ever do a signing with jeffrey dean morgan you have to have me be the witness <laughs> And sure enough, they were like, go do a signing. And I was like, yes. So I went and he, he's super nice. He was like, he couldn't have been any like Supernatural is my favorite TV show. And he's on the first season of Supernatural. And so it was like the best. And like, we had such a nice time. And then like, my son wasn't that old. He was like, oh, what's your son's name? And I'm like, oh, his name is Dean. And now if you watch Supernatural, the character's name is Dean. So it's like, clear. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my son's middle name is Dean. And I'm like, oh my God. So it's like, we bonded over that. It was very nice. And he was, again, super duper nice. And I've never, and then like, I go to these signings and I never, I'm never like, oh, can I have a picture? Because like, I'm super professional. And now when I was like, can we have a picture together? And he's like, thank you. So that's just a couple of them. Yes, go ahead. Oh, so sorry. And then this past September, um was it september maybe i think so i want to say september but maybe i'm remembering wrong tops had their transcendent party with Derek jeter and i went to that and uh that was fun too and i got to i got to insanely tell Derek jeter that i collect Derek jeter cards and i kept saying Derek jeter to Derek jeter and in my brain i'm going like he knows his name stop saying his name but no i was like i collect Derek jeter cards i love Derek jeter cards. <laughs> 
I didn't say it, but I was like, I'm a huge Derek Jeter card collector. I collect a lot of Derek Jeter cards. And I'm telling you about my collection, my Derek Jeter collection. In my head, I'm like, stop saying Derek Jeter. Stop. <laughs> but I couldn't. You fangirled all that. I was like, what's your name? I was like, oh, they call me Suze. And he shook my hand. He's like, oh, Suze, it's really nice to meet you. Thank you. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm never washing this hand. <laughs> it's not the first time I've met him because oh. prior to my industry career, I was a sports writer. Okay. So um, I've done a lot of, I met a lot of athletes like when I was in sports journalism, including having interviewed Jeter in the past. And stuff. Derek walked away and told security, keep that woman away from me. <laughs> he walked away and he was like, does anybody know who this Derek Jeter is? Because yes. like, literally that's all I kept thinking. I'm like, why do you keep saying his name to him? He knows his name. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I, I, that sounds like a dream job, by the way. Like I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I sit at a computer. I could go be, I could go meet some baseball players, some football players. That'd be awesome. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, I was, I was chatting with Cage on Twitter earlier, and it's like you never think. Like we started collecting cards because we like cards. There's Courtney and I collecting cards, and you don't think of what the cards as like a, a vehicle they lead to relationships. But you're telling that story, and it's like a couple years ago we're in Chicago, and we're having some drinks, and we're just we're just chilling with Kevin Nagandi from ESPN, talking about like sports yeah. cards. And if it wasn't for sports cards, you're not in that thing. And then like through like Ludex and some of the other people, you've got to meet some athletes and stuff like that. And it's it's pretty cool that little pieces of cardboard have made for these stories. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, and it's it's funny because like we're watching games and stuff, and like Paul Goldschmidt was up at one point. I was like, oh, I met him. Like, and just ran because like my son doesn't know any of these stories, right? And so then he'll be like, oh, mommy, you met him. And, like when he sees him, I'm like, I did. I met. I got to meet him. And like that was through tops. And it's like, and same thing. Like Mike Trout. Like Mike Trout. Mike Trout. I did do a signing with Mike Trout at tops. But when I was a sports writer, he actually grew up in the area where my coverage, where I was working at the time. Um, so like I had been writing about Mike Trout since he was in high school. So like, you know, like knew him for forever. Um, and he's like, mommy, you met him. So like, even my son gets like a kick out of these things. And it's fun um, to like, even just like talk about those things with him. Yeah, that's, that's why I need to get bigger in the podcast game to meet my Nomar. If I ever meet Nomar, Jeremy, you would have to pull me off, like get away from him, you creep. I just let Mia kick you in the shin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She they probably don't need me. Get away from my man. <laughs> hey, Nomar. I collect Nomar. I'm man. Yeah, that's, that's what you're going to say. You'd be like, I collect Nomar Garcia para cards. Yeah. He's Nomar Garcia para cards. You just got to keep saying his name over and over because that's it's really the way to I go. liked him because we had the same nose. When, uh, when I was a little kid, I used to get made fun of by my nose, too. And uh, when I saw him, I was like, man. He he understands my world. I like him. <laughs> really? It was the schnoz that linked you to Noma? Yep. <laughs> I haven't said that yet because I no, just said I like him. the I have to tell him that story if you ever meet him. No, I get punched. My nose will get bigger probably. <laughs> like has nothing to do with his skill, like his like, talent. I didn't care about you as a shortstop. No. No. Hey, I just – I recognized you were ugly like me and I like that instant bond and uh... – I was like seven. I was seven – I then I realized how good he was. He was the best shortstop when he was healthy. He just I want to point that out there. He just couldn't stay. Healthy. The greatest ability is availability, Manny. What are yeah. you going to do when you start talking to him and like you recognize that he's intelligent and you're you're Manny? All of a sudden, that camaraderie is 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 gone, right? No, he had well, he he understands. Manny Ramirez was on his team at one point, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> should be like, yeah, Manny's are all the same. So you're you're just a pretty fascinating stuff. Like I'm I'm thinking back, and what you're doing is is incredible. You're 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 like a pioneer for the ladies in the space. You're holding your own. What's it like? You know, obviously there's been more of a movement with women of the hobby. I'm I'm acutely aware of some of the stuff that goes on. Uh, you know. Obviously, like Courtney handles a majority of our social media. So I see the way people interact because they assume that they're like, sup, bro, sup, dog, like, you know, or they just say things that are completely out of pocket that they would never say in in real life. You've been doing this for a decade plus. How has that been? And like, you definitely have to have like a thick skin and some resilience to keep pushing through and not letting these idiot dudes, you know, bring you down. Yeah. Um when I'm in it and I'm doing it, I don't think about it. Like, I'm just like, this is what I like. This is what I'm doing. Cool. Like, let me have fun. Um, and then, and then, then there's times where then like, I sit back and reflect and I'm like, Oh, like, yeah, I was the only woman there or I was the only one doing that. Um, but I don't know. It's not something that like for me was ever a problem. I don't know. It's like, not so much a problem. And like, look, I have challenges like there. And I can tell you plenty of stories. Like, you know, walking down and like talking to people, like I'm not going to name names or like, sure, but like I'll have like a manager or somebody be like, you should smile more. And I'm like, mm, that's not what you should tell women in the workplace. But thank you. Um, or, you know, walking up to a table at a card show um, and a guy trying to tell me about Chrome cards. Oh, these are shiny ones. And I'm like, much for that i didn't realize and i'll walk away and remember there was one like one time something like that happened i just kind of like walked away and my husband's behind me he's like she made that card <laughs> i think like she literally made that card and i was like oh uh and there's another time that recently i was with my son at a card show and like again my son loves baseball he could tell you more players than i can and i love baseball and he's looking through he's like all oh, these different baseball players and the guy just goes oh i don't have any pokemon and i was like okay Cool story. <laughs> if I needed, if I wanted Pokemon, I would have asked for Pokemon. Um, so it's things like that. But like, yeah, like I don't let it get under my skin because I, I, I do this because I love it. And if I if I allowed every like annoyance or like sort of slight like get under my skin, then I wouldn't be long here as a collector. So um, the great thing is that there's more positivity than that side of it. And, you know, the fact that I've been able to have the career I have is a testament to that because like, you know, a lot of people respect the work that I do and I work hard. Um, and, and I think that, you know, it, it's important that I, it's like, it's weird. So at times it's weird to me to think of myself as like, said, like, oh, you know, it's like you were one of the few women and it's weird for myself to think of it because I don't think of it that way. I don't think of myself as like, oh, I'm a woman who's been doing this a long time and I've been at the forefront of, like, women in the hobby and all this stuff because, like, I just do it because I love it um, and it's not about the rest of it. However, I'm happy to be here and I support, like, all female collectors and um, it's, like, one of those things, like, you know, you know, I follow people on Twitter, but if I see a female collector, like, it's an insta-follow for me because, like, I want to make sure, like, they have my support. Um Courtney has been amazing. Like I love talking to her about this and it's been great because like 
I talked to her about like a lot, even about like just kids and stuff like that. We relate so much, but like that cards is what brought us together. And like, there are not a lot of women in a hobby. However, my best friend of 20 plus years is a woman who collects cards. And that's how we connected, you know, because like, oh, we're both baseball cards. We're both Yankees fans, but turns out we both collect baseball cards. Um, but we do it because we love it. And I think that's what's important for me as a collector period. You do this because you love it, you know, and regardless of like male, female or anything in between, as long as like you, you love it and you're enjoying it, like, cool. Like, like, let's do it together kind of thing. But um, as far as being a woman in the hobby, like, yeah, sometimes it's tough. Um, but, you know, I'm not going anywhere. That's the kind of thing I say. So I'm not going anywhere. Like, there you go. I love it. And it's like one of those things sometimes when you're experiencing anything in life, you really don't know what you're going through until after the fact. Then you look back and you're like, wow, I can't believe I did that or I can't believe I had that sort of impact. And I will tell you that you are having an incredible impact on a lot of women and young ladies who are finding their way in this space and they're feeling more comfortable about what they're doing. If it wasn't for somebody like you, uh, you know, maybe they're not they're not there that. So, you know, I hope you take a moment once in a while to appreciate and, you know, enjoy or recognize or I don't know what the right word is, but, you know, I just want to acknowledge that we recognize what you've done. And I'm sure on a side note, because I'm a little bit of an asshole, I'm sure you relish and love the opportunity. Like once in a while, some, and it's always like some like 64 year old fat dude who can barely walk, who stinks, who tries to tell Courtney something about cards. And I'm like, I could just tell, like, whether it was the ride in, maybe Starbucks made her coffee right. And I'm like, oh, she's just going to walk at his ass and just let him know that he knows something. And then she just lays it on him. And then, like, he he kind of hobbles along with his tail tucked between his legs. Do you ever, do you ever once in a while, let somebody know that, uh, that you're a big dog and uh, you can hold your own? No. And the funny thing is, I think other people usually do it for me. So, like, somebody comes to talk to me and then they're like, oh, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And, like, they sit there, try to school me. Not, and then, like, I'll, you know, and I'll, I'll respond or, be like, just carry the conversation. And then it gets to a point they'll be like, oh, you actually, you, you, and it's like that. Oh, you actually know about cards. Not like, oh, cool. But it's, oh, you actually know about cards. And then somebody be like, do you realize who you're talking to? And I'll be like, oh, see you later. And that's when I leave. I'm like, see you later. <laughs> nice talk. Um, and then I'll walk away. So I remember there was actually a time when I was, this one, when I was working at Beckett, I was interviewing somebody. It was like, again, it was an older gentleman and it was about cards. And like, when I was like, oh yeah, I'm calling. I want to talk to you about cards interview. And he was like, he's like, do you know anything about cards? And I'm like, why would I be working as a magazine editor for Beckett and not know anything about cards? Like, wh what is that question? We, I didn't say it that, but I was like, uh, yeah. So I was like, I'm a collector. Like, oh. She's like, you're not hired. Um, but they, uh, the best, that's the best story I have of Courtney at Skyline, Jeremy. Remember Courtney was walking around with me. So we're at, we're at the show. Courtney's walking around and we're trying to find cards. And it was a horizontal auto. Um, I think it was a rookie, like horizontal auto. And this guy was like trying to give Courtney the price of a, uh, sorry, I said vertical. I meant vertical article. Uh, auto and they're trying to give the price of a horizontal and Courtney like laughs at me and I'm like uh oh this is gonna be bad Courtney's like so you think the vertical is more is as expensive as a horizontal and she no, it was, or, yeah, yeah yeah you're right you're right horizontal vertical I'm getting confused but she uh she basically like sh like schooled this guy and he didn't think that she would know the difference 
and it was the best thing. And then Courtney, like a mom figure, because I, I was actually looking to buy it. But when he gave me the price, that's when Mama Court stepped in and was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, I'm not going to buy it at this price. She's like, I know you're not. And then just grabs me and walks away. We're not dealing with this guy. <laughs> and, that, and that's that's how I feel, too. Like, if there's somebody, if you're going to act like that on shows, and I go to a lot of shows, you will never get my business. I will yeah. just, even if you have card I want, I'll skip your table. I have no problem with that. <laughs> As the way it should be. Yep. Card, card chat on Twitter. Was that just your general curiosity or whatever's top of mind for any given day or how did that come? Because I absolutely find that to be a fascinating read because every single time I feel like I've got something figured out, something happens and I see somebody with a different perspective or point of view on something. So I always think it's just a great read. Even if you're not going to participate, I recommend people follow it. I do. That's one thing I love about card chat is that like, and I said before, like everybody collects differently. Everybody looks at it differently. So like, even if you don't like something, somebody else will. And and that's what that's my favorite part about Car Chat. It's just how different the responses are. But I will say, if Car Chat was because I have a lot more followers on Twitter than like Instagram or something, if it felt like if Car Chat was like on Instagram, the responses would also be very different from what you read on Twitter. Um, but it started honestly started like ten years ago or so. Like I was I've been doing it for a long time. But there were some times where like I didn't. It was like on hiatus for a while, probably when it was like a tops, because when you work for a card company in the industry, like you have to be very careful, obviously, with what you say. You can't just go like trashing things and like, especially, and then when you work at tops, when we do card chat about like your redemptions, like, like it's, it's not going to work. Um, so it's like, you know, it's like you have to be very careful about it. So it was on hiatus for a while when I was at tops. Um, but it's fun for me because it, it, it fuels my sort of like journalism passion because even though I'm not in journalism anymore, um, I still have this like um, thirst for knowledge and like curiosity of like people's thinkings and how things like it, like trends and what people think about certain things. So it helps me with that as well. So I enjoy car chat because I get to sort of delve into the minds of different collectors and sort of see their thoughts. Because like, like you said, I could be thinking like, Oh, because like I'm in a valley of collecting right now. Everybody else must feel the same way I do. Turns out that's not true at all. Like there are plenty of people who are like, I bought everything and I love cards and it's the best. And I'm like, oh, good for you. This is amazing. And and I, I kind of feed off of that as well. Like when other people get excited about stuff, I'm like, okay, cool. Like we're in a good place. Like things are good right now. I, I It was like two weeks ago. I was actually on uh, Clubhouse. And you tweeted about CSG news. Take some guesses. And that was the hot topic. It was the hot topic because they're like, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm 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 muted and I'm sitting there laughing because they're like, what's the news? Is is it are they gonna get bought up by fanatics? Check the likes, check her likes, and then they're reading the likes. <laughs> He's liking, she's liking everything. We can't, it's it's uh misinformation we can't go by the likes They're i like, like every response because i i like to make sure people know i read it yeah <laughs> it was the best that that clubhouse that i was on was truly the best because they were trying to figure out that i missed it like honestly like sometimes i like to go on same thing just to like listen to people i'm sad i missed it yeah it was good Oh man, that that took up like two hours just them trying to be uh Nancy Drew trying to figure Did out. Did anybody what... figure it out or even come close? Uh, I don't think so. I think it, the, everyone thought it was fanatics, and then when you started liking everything, then <laughs> when you 
confused. You just confused everyone. Now I'm just going to start like just posting random cryptic stuff and you just should. see if I can get people going. Very vague things. <laughs> like just take a picture from like in front of the Fanatics building and be like, oh, look, look what I saw today. And like, why see at Fanatics, you know? Yep, you should do that. But you're holding a Panini card, like just put like all sorts <laughs> of stuff in there. They're just heads exploding everywhere. She's wearing an upper deck shirt while ripping a panini box in front of the fanatics building. What is happening here? Oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> Just go to Clubhouse after that tweet because they're definitely going to be talking about it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny is we're getting ready to go to Johnny Ford's, which is a big card show or a big, you know, um, card shop on the west side of the state. And the guy who owns the shop, first off, he named his shop Johnny Ford after his teacher because the teacher told him basically you won't you won't be shit in life and he's gone on to be highly successful so he wanted to name his shop to constantly remind that teacher that he did all right but he he collects sealed wax and like the first time i heard that i'm like that's the most insane thing because i can't keep wax because it it gets it gets ripped because that's what we do in our house but the more i've thought about it i'm like i could see that eventually happening because i remember wanting to buy everything then wanting to hold everything. And I always used to think people who consolidated were like just crazy. Like, why would you get rid of cards? You need to amass more cards. Then I went through the con consolidation phase. Now I'm through like the get cards and get rid of them right away so I can get more cards. It's it's truly like I love reading it because I like to understand why people tick and think the way that they do. Yeah, it's fun. We all go through different phases within the hobby. So Mine's been constant. I lose a lot of money. But I love doing it. So, <laughs> hey, it's good. So, Suze, you are a rock star. We appreciate your time. That was a very fast 62 minutes. I would love to hear more stories. I'm sure you've got stories that will never share, you know, coffin stories. But I'm sure those would be fun to, <laughs> fun to hear. You have a shirt that says yeah. coffins, coffin cards. I'm, <laughs> the national. I'm here for Suze coffin stories. <laughs> gonna be my, my 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 new podcast i'm gonna call it coffee. yeah <laughs> there you go I like um it. where can where can everybody follow you um at yanks chick uh it's pretty much my handle like on all social media so instagram tiktok twitter youtube not that i post it anywhere else other than twitter but uh that's my handle I'm pretty much everywhere well then it's very awesome we really appreciate your time continue being a badass and uh everybody make sure you smash like subscribe do all that good jazz and Manny will bring us home. All right. Thank you, guys. And thank you for the listen. I hope you guys enjoyed your hobby release. We will be back soon. And thanks again. Peace.